Alright. Yeah. Oh. She don't get to hear it until later. Y'all should have heard the conversation about just this song. Mad Lib is a difficult dude to talk about with fans. Yeah. Somebody, what do you? What's your favorite food and shit? You know. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's easier. Like another. It's not that simple. (laughs) Man, check it out, people. Check it out. Check it out. I got one of the illest people that uh, one of the illest person let me change my English one of the illest persons that I met in this culture ever like I saw her art I thought of graffiti but she's more than an artist yo she DJs if you really watch her Instagram and what she said, she teach you how to eat good, be good. And she knows everybody. Let me tell you that now. We'll talk about that later. But this is my sister, Nan Lib. I Nans. What's going on? What's going on? What's good? What's good? Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, this is post, man, it's been a while. I was like, man, I got to get you on it. People got to really hear you. People see you, but they got to hear you for like the longest. But now we got the time to finally talk. And I get to finally ask questions and get to know you, too. Because <laughs> I really respect you. I really do. Like, I will never forget how I met you. I met you on Twitter when Twitter was the shit. Everybody was in the mix. Everybody was just talking. And... Yeah, all you see is an Avi. And the Avi's cool, but you guys see what they're talking about. And you start talking about Mad Lib, and your name was Nan Lib. <laughs> but you was different talking about the dude. You know what I mean? Like, you knew what you was talking about. And that was one of the first times I ever saw somebody talk about Mad Lib just as geeked out as I am. Right. So, yeah, so... But that's how we met. And then he was like, yeah, I'm an artist. And you sent me your portfolio. Like, I wasn't nobody then at the time. I was trying to get on. I already, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you showed me your portfolio. (laughs) I think I was, um, I think I was in school trying to get a degree and all that sort of stuff. I thought I somehow needed it. Didn't realize I didn't need that. Because when you're an artist, that's already a certification on its own. Yeah, yeah. But during that time, um, I think that's that's when I was just trying to get your attention um, to take me serious. Because as you know, a woman in this industry as an artist is kind of, I mean, it's dope now. Things have changed a lot. But mm-hmm. during that time, it's kind of like questionable you know a a male artist is not going to really trust a a woman to to their album artwork kind of you know they're kind of iffy on the whole thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also there was that that stigma do you even know what you're talking about as far as hip-hop is concerned because during that time if you recall there was a lot of photo props of, of sexy women holding a an mpc but 
didn't know anything about hip hop. You know, kind of like yeah. the total thing. Like you have a sexy woman on the car, but you know she don't be riding that car. <laughs> yeah, that's when hip hop was getting filthy for the average Joe chick. And what I mean by the average Joe chick, it wasn't like what you think what a groupie would be. It would be like a soccer mom. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it, it was different then. It was just like, oh, wow. Like in the daytime, they're mommy, but at the nighttime, they're so hip hop because I guess that was the easy way. Everybody was a rapper or a producer or a DJ at that time on Twitter. Let's, it was flooded. <laughs> hey, I don't think that's changed. Yeah. It, right now, though, everybody can do it. It, it, it's it's really hip hop now to me it's like it, it's losing culture more and more every day like right now we have West Side Gun bringing back the art part of it right I guess right. I guess we'll talk about that later too Works. but where is the art as in street right now? Everything is industry. Everything is logo. Everything is trademark. There's no art. Everything. There's no life in the art. As I see, it's just shit thrown together. And they say they're an artist. To me, an artist right. is a person that can draw. Right. Everyone wants to be a graphic designer now or. Or DJ too. I mean, shit. Everybody wants to be everything the easy way. I guess is what I'm saying without having an actual passion for it from scratch. And I mean, there's good, there's good and bad to it, you know. Um, but mm -hmm. I see what you mean. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I yeah, like graffiti, graffiti art. Uh, for some reason, is is seen is not as respected as the corporate kind of logos uh and it's weird me personally i this is why i love mf doom because i feel like uh he never let that side of the culture down like he continued to mc make beats but right. he was always creating with graffiti like you know he never stopped that side uh, that element of hip-hop it never died and he kept it going and i think that's one of the biggest reasons i looked up to him so much rest in peace to him right um, right so i kind of growing up in los angeles um my very first uh project was actually drawing on a wall spray painting a wall and um and um, i loved it um uh, because that's how i grew up i grew up near melrose so you okay. saw you know artwork and everywhere graffiti art everywhere so that's kind of where i developed my style and lettering and colors and the whole vibe Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely see in your work like you brought up doom and with graffiti and the first thing i thought was the operation doomsday album cover right to me that looks like a still ass fucking train or a wall you know what i mean it's right. in your hand or you know what i mean Back then, we had CDs. It was in your hand. We could see it. But when I see your artwork, it has that train, West Coast wall, 
element. You know what I'm saying? Like, it looked like if you drew it, it could move. If oh, that wow, makes thanks. sense. Yes. Like, yes. East Coast, we saw graffiti move more than we saw graffiti on the wall. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, and that's why I see with your work. And like I said, you you saw, you sent me with that portfolio. It was different styles. Like you were sending me like '60s retro fashion shit, and <laughs> I was like, "Yo, she can do everything." And we did that cover. Yes, and, I remember working uh, for you doing uh, creating your album art. It was um, the biggest. Um, it was like the I felt like the biggest honor because that was my breakthrough moment as hey look I can create album cover art. Nowadays it's uh so much easier to do. There's apps and um and you know you have people that are musicians themselves creating their own and I'm not knocking any type of hate on that. I mean that's yeah. dope if you could you know but but I did it on a on a level where I really actually work with um uh, typography and you know drawing it first on paper before transferring it digital and so i did it like completely old school like like how the led zeppelin cover art mm -hmm. was done okay like i scratch you know what i mean like <laughs> and that's with everything you do or at that time um i'm i haven't changed um, oh nice I, haven't, I feel like um Kind of, it's kind of like when you when you're on a treadmill. Like, yeah, you could get a good workout, but nothing's gonna beat like you actually being on the floor or on the ground and running yourself or walking yourself. It's a, because you're actually using your entire body. Okay. Um, the treadmill gives you that little push, even though you still get it done. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but it's the same with art. Like if I if I do it from scratch by drawing or painting it, um, sketching it. It's going to have a much better outcome once I transfer it digital um, because it's it feels like it really did come from my hand, even though, um, you know, I, I love digital art and that's what I do. But before I get to that, I definitely work it out on paper. Mm, mm. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. And yeah, I'm totally intrigued, like because you're quick. Like I've seen things. <laughs> That you was right on time, like during quarantine, during the versus era. Say that again. During the versus era, um, quarantine, you was yeah, quick. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was like yeah. a couple hours later, you had full art of Rizzo and Primo. Right. Like. Right. Yo, the battle was just a couple hours ago. And I already had it. That's right. That's right. And then you got, then next thing you know, two days later, you got merch of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and it's yeah, that was done. On, that was all done on canvas, by the way. Um, all that artwork, uh, the versus art was on canvas. I painted that. Um, so that's another thing, you know, um, it's, it's, for example, like if you have a, a to-do list, many people will email it to themselves or, or, have some type of app on their phone or computer mm -hmm. i'm the type of girl that i have post-it notes and i'll just write it right there and then and stick it and it's faster to me right. it's not as practical maybe 
for whatever reason but for me it works and I'm the same with art like painting it drawing it from scratch just saves me more time because I can kind of see what I what I want before I go into digital and spend my time on there because once you go in there you you know it's layer after layer and you get pretty much stuck there yo I know why you're my sister <laughs> this is how I do beats I swear to God really I hear, I hear a sample and I don't uh -huh. have time I'll type it down or something or right. some drums I'll type it down and then I, I used to have post-its at my old house post-its uh -huh. all over the place sitting all <laughs> over the table and I'm sitting there putting them together they're like all right this is supposed to be with this it, 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 wow right. wow yeah it just it works and when you you know um like I've, I've worked with marketing departments at, at some point um where you know you, you gotta I'll go out there and work <laughs> mm -hmm. and the way these creative thinkers get together is they use whiteboards and they have post-it notes everywhere like it's just it's a creative process and sometimes technology is a huge help but it could also like take you that much longer if you're just fully dependent on technology like i've, right. I've worked with people that are like yeah i want you to work with me here's my calendar go in the calendar log in the calendar specify what you're doing um, write me a note, send it through Google. I'm like, I could have just texted you this or I could have just wrote this down and took a picture and sent it to you, like, easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, so, you know, uh, it could either be a, a good for you technology, but at the same time, it could slow you down as a Facts. creative. Facts. I'm glad you you really got to, act, I, I'm going to say analog, digital. You know what I mean? I'm always speak on producers oh, always. I, I definitely believe and i yeah i love analog uh in every fashion of the way like whether it be clothing food let's nice. go analog. <laughs> nice but yo we was we was talking about artwork and how you got it done like i remember when you started the sade series first yes. of all before we start talking all this Tell us, I'm going to ask you again at the end, but tell us now. Tell us your website so people can go see what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, definitely. So it's nanlib.com, N-A-N-L-I-B.com. And um, in there, you can ask me questions as well. Um, send me a message through my contact info. Um you can pretty much find everything about me on that website. I dedicated it strictly to my merchandise. So maybe in the future I'll have like blogs and videos and stuff like that. But for right now, I wanted to keep it clean and simple, like to the point, like here's my site. This is my art. You want to buy anything that you want to wear or, or decorate your home or studio with or gift to somebody. This is the spot. Man, look here. <laughs> look the merchandising game you got is crazy it's Thank crazy you. like <laughs> my like i said my favorite was the sade series for the simple fact i'm like yo who would do art of just sade 
and you just keep you was at it and i'm like what out of a lot of artists what made you say i'm gonna choose sade and interpret her into art like what was that about that's crazy that's a great question so it all ties in with love um what ended up happening is i i've been working on so many other artists in hip-hop as you know and i felt like it was so over over masculine like i i i didn't see myself showing much love to as an art as in an art form to women and that was bothering me for a long time and the reason for that is um because i wanted to pay homage to women as well but what captivated me about Shade is that she's like she was like she's always popping like she never she has shelf life for life right but her prime was during the 80s right right and being that i'm an 80s baby i decided to tap into that era and she reminded me a lot of my mother um as far as her style back then my mother dressed literally just like that and i believe because it was the style it was the trend back then the the braid the big earrings the gloves the shoulder pads um and i was always really attracted to that style um but putting all that aside um it was more about love i love i love her music clearly um and i wanted to bring that that gentleness into my portfolio if you want to call it that um that I'm not just this rough, rugged street hip hop girl, which I, I love, by the way. But um, I I like lo- I love love and and I love R and B. Don't get me wrong, but right. Shadi that whole, whole whole other level of like she's your mother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it so happened to be that um, I actually had a homegirl. Uh, she's uh, out in the 805 Oxnard. And we were working on a project together. We were going to create uh, um, some cookies um, because she's a baker. Okay. And um, she reached out to me and said, hey, you want to collab on some cookies? And, you know, it's I know it's an odd collaboration, right? But being that I'm a foodie, <laughs> I said, why not? Let's let's make some sexy cookies and let's let's make a, some sexy Valentine's cards to go with it. And like, let's let's make this a sexy event. Like what would, what would turn on your man, your partner? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so I ended up drawing a series. I drew little Kim. I drew Aaliyah. I drew Sade. I drew, um, what's his name? I can't think of his name right now. Oh my God. Um, D'Angelo. D'Angelo word. Oh, wow. Wow. So I did this whole series of sexy, uh, uh, cookies if you want to call it that and i illustrated them and i sent them to her to print out on actual cookies mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh that's when i drew Shade. i was like if we're gonna be talking about love and sexiness this is this is the person that comes to my mind and um so i created that and you know she did her cookie sale and that was that like wow. it it was just that it, and it ended there but something inside me was like nah this is not enough like 
Like, do you see what I created here? Wow. You know what I mean? So I ended up um, putting my, my, cause it was a airbrush painting that I did the original, the original piece. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, I'm going to put it on my Instagram. Something I hadn't done because this was between her and I, it was a cookie sale that it was going to basically die there. Wow. But wow. I figured, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to put it on my Instagram. And in my head, I was like, I wonder if people will even like value it because, because of my audience is so hip hop. Who knows? Right. Right. And I put it on there and it got a lot of attention. And the one person that actually made that big change for me with that piece of art was um, DJ Mr. E. He he is a very popular, known DJ out in San Francisco, and he puts out events called uh, Sade versus Badu. Okay. Oh, oh, that just sounds... And uh, he hit me up, and he was like, yo, Nan, uh, can we use your art for the promo for the for the Sade versus Badu. And by the way, can you draw Badu as well? Wow. I, said, I said, yeah, let's do it. So I drew it, I drew the promo and it was a hit. He ended up asking me, yo, would you be cool if we did t-shirts with this? I was like, yeah, mind you, I wasn't making t-shirts at the time. I was just, you know, just yeah. drawing, you know what I mean? And um, I said, yeah, let's let's do it. And um, so he put it out. They sold out, and the show was an event, and that was that. I, wow. you know, no. But then, the following year, he invited me to be the artist at the gig, and to take all the merch there, and my posters and the artwork. He wanted me there, so wow. I flew to San Francisco, and um. I literally, I, I was, I was so broke. It's hilarious. I barely like made it there. Um, he he paid my ticket. I I made it there, and I had a big, big luggage, uh, suitcase full of posters, stickers, t-shirts, all the Sade, Badu merch in that suitcase, and it was so heavy. And I remember mm. saying to myself, "Wow, I don't even have anywhere to stay." I don't even know if this is going to sell, but here I go, right? Mm-hmm. So I had the homegirl, Walasia. She um, she managed MF Doom at one point, and she offered me a place to stay at her crib. Wow. So wow. Um, she happened to be literally minutes away from the show, so I stayed there. Um, and she told me, sis, you don't know what you have in that suitcase, but I guarantee you by tonight you're going to sell everything. And I just laughed. You know, no. like, <laughs> no, like, yeah. I believe her. San Francisco. <laughs> you know what I mean? and, uh, so I go to the show and I had a line. I felt like, I felt like, you know how they make a line for like, uh, Tyler, the creator store and morals. Like there's a big line. I, mm-hmm. That's like, that's how I was. I had a big line and I couldn't believe it. And I sold out of every, every merch item I had in that suitcase. I came back with nothing. Everything sold out. And that's, I had people hugging me, crying, holding the artwork, like, thank you for creating this. And that was when I knew she was my piece of artwork that I made 
in honor of her was special because I had people crying. I had couples hugging, uniting. And see, it was I, a love bond. <laughs> see, that's where I was going to get to. Honestly, I was like, when I first seen the artwork, I seen it on Instagram. Sade was like peace in my home. And my house was like, you know what I mean? My mom was young. She was like in her 20s, young 20s. You know what I'm saying? And it was hip hop. You know what I mean? It was hip hop 80s. Whatever you thought hip hop was in the 80s, that's what it was. And my sophisticated aunt would come over and she brought that Sade album. And all, all of them. But every time she came over, she would play that album. And it was just peaceful. Everybody was just quiet. Everybody was talking. Everybody was mature. It was just something about that music that showed me as a like 10 years old that my family can be calm. Right. It, it just just opened my mind of shit that I blacked out. So I'm gonna tell you now. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm I'm very thankful that that my creativity, um, that God placed that creativity in my mind. You know, I'm very thankful for that. Um, because after that, um, you know, uh that was the early stages, which to me, that was enough. I, that same day that I um, came back from San Francisco, I met Madlib um, at a show with my homegirl mm-hmm. and I was wearing a shirt and he, he liked it. And I was like, yo, could this get any better? Like I got Madlib liking my shirt. I got, I sold out of my merch. I'm like, it can't get any better than this. This is what I thought. Right. Right. And, you know, it, sometimes your art, you know, takes time for people to discover it or appreciate it because, you know, people got a lot of shit going on, too, you know? Right, right. It's like... But, uh, I think the moment that she really, like, exploded, exploded was during COVID um, um, because... Actually, pre-COVID, Questlove already bought the shirt for me online and wore it. Yeah, and I remember that. I, I didn't at the time. I didn't know his legal name. Silly me. I'm so, I'm so into the, like your your slang name. You know what I mean? I know him as Questlove. I didn't right. know his real Amir Thompson. I didn't know that during the time. And so when he ordered it on my website, I had no idea I was sending him that shirt. I just send it like anybody else. Right, right. As then, you should. Yeah, I'm wearing it on a video, on an Instagram video that I saw on DJ Khaled's Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Khaled, yeah. what? Like, and then it was this whole scene where Questlove's getting out of a ride and he's saluting DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled's wearing a Gucci shirt and Questlove's wearing my Sade shirt. It was like yeah. Gucci meets Sade, you know what I mean? Actually, Gucci meets Nanlib, if, if you really want to get with it. And I was just, like, in tears and completely happy. Like, I can't believe my shit got out there like that, you know? I, yo, I'll never forget when I seen that shit. I was like, and, what? And then I thought, okay, now for sure it can't get any better than this. Like, that's literally what I said to myself. Like, 
Now, now this is like if I thought I it was big before, now it's even bigger, and I there's nothing that's gonna top this. Is what I thought. Mm-hmm. But then COVID, then COVID came, and I was in a real bad financial situation with art and work as, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure a lot of people were, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Fuck! How am I gonna make ends meet? I, I didn't know what to do." And one day, um my PayPal and my cash app starts ringing off the hook. And I was like, is somebody stealing money that I don't have? What's going on here? Right. Right. <laughs> I heard all these noises so fast in a row. What What's going on here? And I see a bunch of sales, uh, for another Sade design that I made. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, I, I, I illustrated her when she's in the bed with the rose. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. I talked about Ordinary Love. And um, so Questlove, apparently, he bought that shirt and he decided to wear it on his live when live wasn't popular yet. It was like one of the first live streams during COVID. Wow. Wow. And he uh, shouted out my website, shouted out who I was during the live. He had a bunch of people viewing his uh, feed. I I, want to say it was like 150K or more. I forget. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had all my friends like texting me or sending me DMs through Instagram. Hey, Nan, are you seeing Questlove live right now? He's wearing your shit. Wow. Wow. You know what I mean? And I look and I was like, oh my God, it just got better. Like, and I I made a lot of sales that day. I've never made sales like that ever in my that life. That was your all time high. That was my all time high. Man, but that's 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 dope. Like that's perseverance, first of all. Like you when you was down, you could be like, Man, forget all this. I ain't doing this no more. I'm chilling. Especially during COVID. That that could have fucked your it, it fucked people's minds up, period. But yeah, I did definitely. I, I I gotta say, it definitely affected myself. But, Na- nasty times. <laughs> but you kept pushing because I yeah. kept seeing you with different things. Like you never. I always will say that you never stop. You never. Yeah, I up to Quest Love. I mean, I know he'll probably not hear this podcast, but if he ever did, um, I owe him a lot. Mm-hmm. After um that happened that incident itself caused me to because versus hadn't started yet right right quest love being live doing that versus wasn't even in yet versus came in like a week later after that sure did when i saw versus and when i saw that the first one was the rizza and the dj premiere i was like yo i'm drawing this shit because i was already all pumped up about everything i was so pumped up i was like on fire i guess you want to say like yeah like like yo like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna keep going because that just what quest love did for me fed my confidence because it was on low my confidence was almost on e at that point because mm. you know during covid everything is not working out you're like fuck <laughs> what's going on here um so quest loves um support and what came with it fed my confidence level like hey man like keep going don't stop like you know what i mean and so 
that's when verses came and that's when I drew that. And then that went kind of, I don't want to say went viral, but it went popular. Like I did just as many sales with that as I did with the Sade. Mm -hmm. and Cause it was so quick. Let's be honest. Like you was with it quick. Like, and here's my thing. It wasn't about like, let me make sales and shit. Of course I needed to eat. I was down on my luck during COVID, but it was more about like, can I get DJ premier to see this? Can I get RZA to see this? Like, that has always been my thing. Like, how do I get these artists to to know I exist and that that I love them, what they've done for the culture for mm -hmm. me? How can I reach out? How can how can I get them to to fuck with me? Straight right. out. How can I get them to fuck with me? And like, because this is genuine. It's beyond. Oh, I just want to go viral, or oh, I want to get a bunch of likes, or I want to be popular. It's beyond all that shit. Like, yeah, all that shit helps because mm -hmm. if you don't even really won't reach him but it, it was more like how do i get y'all to fuck with me right because you know because i'm i'm clearly not a musician like them but i'm definitely on an artistic level like them like i see what you know they've influenced me so much mm. like how can we like work together or or can i gift this to you you know how do i that was always like my main goal and um so I'm still at that. I'm still working on that, you know. Um, but I've definitely met a lot of uh, a lot of artists that I've looked up to, and um, a lot of them actually follow me back, which is amazing. Word, word. Because that means that they they fuck with me, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're more than just an artist. Thank I you. You're a DJ too. Yo, I, I feel like I've been a DJ all my life since uh, because when you when you collect records, you're automatically a DJ. If, 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 if Because to be a DJ, for example, there's different types of DJs. You know what I mean? There's scratch DJs. Um, mm -hmm. There's DJs that host radio shows and will play a record for you and then talk about it. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And then there's there then there's the that that DJ artist DJ where you're like an artist you're at home, you know that bedroom DJ like you don't have gigs or anything but you collect records and you know what's dope and mm -hmm. you know your liner notes and you know where your shit is stacked and you have turntables but you don't do anything with them maybe um, right right yeah, that was me that was me I've 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 been having my my DJ set ever since I was 15. And um, I remember when I got my first job, uh, I made it a, a priority to spend my, my first couple of paychecks on getting them techniques after I seen uh, the Beat Junkies perform um, mm. out in LA. They had a huge influence on me till this day. Man, look here. Let, let's, let, let's not, let's stop being modest. They're your influence, but you was taught under the <laughs> Beat Junkies Academy. DJ Babu was your teacher or some shit, your principal or something. It was he's something the, crazy. He's the, he's the principal, um, but uh, actually the principal is, is his lady, uh, Mission. Uh, shout out to her. She's beautiful. Word. Beautiful woman. Um, she uh, She's the principal, but but yeah, that's Babu's lady. Um, 
when I saw the uh, Beat Junkie Institute of Sound opening pre-COVID, thank goodness I finished this right before COVID started. Um, actually, um, I hit up DJ Silos. Uh, he's the one I bought my turntables from back when I was 15, mm. actually. Nice. So we have a little history. It's kind of funny. And uh, I bought it at Astroworld out in LA, out there by uh, Glendale, I believe, or something like that. And um, so I saw, I saw the whole ad on Instagram about DJ school and that has always been my my dream to just be able to play my shit. Here I have the equipment, I have the records. How do I make it pop? Right? Right, right. And I always put my art first or work or life first and I never got around to really practicing. And so when I saw that I hit him up and I was like, yo, Silos, like, do you think that I would even qualify to do something like this? Or am I being stupid? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was like, man, you need to sign up now. Like, if anything, I would love to see you do this. You know your music. And in my head, I'm like, how do they know I know my music? And then I started to think about it. I was like, because my art is like a DJ mix. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, because it's, it's an element of hip hop, if, if you know what I mean. And everything I draw symbolizes what I listen to. So people know I have a good ear, clearly, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, you're, man, we just had a talk about, uh, the unreleased Mad Lib, like you had it, played it, like man, you make stands <laughs> feel like they're not stands when it comes. I'm so to music. sorry that you didn't have that record. I apologize. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. I got thousands of Mad Lib records. I just it's don't all good. Got... send it to you anyway, so you oh, can yeah. have it. After. Yeah, I'll have it. And I'll be happy, and I'll be spinning it every time I get a chance to spin. I'll be like, yes, yes. But like when you sent me. A sample of your upcoming mixtape, me myself yes. and I mixtape, and you started that during COVID. So, yes, like I remember you hit me up, told me the idea. I was during COVID bored. I was hustling, like yeah, I'll man, fuck it. I know it. It's Nans. Let me do. And I like, I'm not even giving her samples. I'm going to replay it, and it was it was ridiculous. So you. you- play a huge role in this mix i want to thank you for that oh man thank you it was for you it was for you i'll tell you you. that much it was like yo i need this and i hurried up and came up with a plan i'm like oh this is a mixtape so i don't have to go crazy over and once again thinking like an artist this is like when you walk into the gallery it's not the main piece (laughs) you're not gonna but you're gonna look at that little picture on the left before you see everything else so i was like I knew my role. <laughs> that was it. Like, and I went in for you and I was just like, and I heard some of it the other day and I was like, yo, this you is some. It? You like it? Look, I played it like three times. <laughs> That's a good sign right there. Yeah, I, I played it straight through the first time and then the next day, I was listening to it as I got myself ready, but it was kind of quick. And then I listened to the whole thing again today, actually, when I was at work. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was like, it was some shit that I didn't hear in a long time. Right. As, and it was like, as in the style of what right. the mixtape supposed to sound like. Right. I'm so glad you said that because that's how I feel about it. You just mm-hmm. confirmed. 
what I had to do. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was just like it was just perfectly put together. It was like you wasn't trying to show off skills. I mean, you definitely was trying to show off the the fucking transitions. Like I was just like, yo, what the fuck? Right. Like, yo. And it was so on point. And then I ain't gonna get into the fucking little tags you got. That's dope <laughs> by itself. Like you got a lot of people that everybody respect coming in for you. Like you don't have, you just don't have pasta news. I got pasta news talking over my beat. Yo, that's crazy. He's, he is, <laughs> yo, wait. yo, for real. Like, honestly, I still can't, I'm still pinching my own self. I can't believe I got him to support me like that, man. Cause you're hip hop. Like, like, wow. Thank you. Like, yeah. I, I'm still pinching myself. I, I, when I hear it, I can't help, but man. like, I was on my face like yo is this really happening you know man i don't care what religion you are <laughs> but i'm telling you god lives through through your art like from the sketching to the digital the djing i think you got a little bit of rapper in you we'll find out when i come out to <laughs> la when i come out there I'm coming. I'm always going to come with my beat machine. I don't know why. Like I, I take that with me, but I'm gonna see if you rap. Like you got the culture down pat. <laughs> you got the. You're like the third person to ask me that, and I actually have someone who sent me a beat and wants me to rap on it. I'm like, yo, for real, get the fuck out of here. Oh there my he god. Bugging me, and I'm just like, you know what? I may just do a couple of verses just to fuck around, but you know, I don't be taking myself serious like that. But you know, why not? Just to try it. You're already, man, I I owe you a fucking year's worth of beat making because I got <laughs> I got two labs now, so I can go to the new shit quick because I got a, I'm on the new shit and the old shit now, so I'm I can go both ways now with it. That's dope. That's something I really want to do, making beats, because as I'm making this mix, I literally felt like I was channeling Madlib without fighting him. I really felt like, like I love, for example, on on this mix, I recorded certain sounds and put them in the mix that are not found anywhere. Like I made these noises myself, and um, that's when I started to realize, isn't this like? people that make beats do like they put shit together mm -hmm. or is that you know what i mean um that's not my area so i don't want to sound stupid as i'm saying this right now um no you're not sounding stupid at all because that's how <laughs> most producers start being a dj and then get real intrigued and making up their own sound like you're definitely you make up your own, we got to talk about that later like how do you be making up your own sounds you gotta put me deep wait a minute wait a minute hold on Cause I did say that you're, you're, is that what we was talking about with the wood instruments and adding water yes, to your yes, beads? Exactly, and yes, yes, because I want there to be some healing as you're listening to whatever I make. I, I don't want to get you hyped up and upset. Mm -hmm. I want, like I, I want you to be hype and happy or happy and calm. Mm. And, and that's what I got every single time. I ain't gonna lie. That's what's up. It was Thank like you. I said, it, it felt good to listen to. I it was it was perfect. And I'm like this, like when I gotta listen to it again. 
to now <laughs> capture what you're talking about because I remember you put me on to that game. You was like, that's what I was like, yeah, sound directions, it's dope, but I don't know. I need, and you was like, hold up, it's because he's trying to heal you. And I That's think right. you need to do that with your beats. And then you put me down with everything and you sent me info about what wood instruments do. Like it's about frequency and you yeah. definitely put me into the art of frequency. I got to leave Pittsburgh for like <laughs> a week to make beats because I definitely need to really feel it here. It's, you know what I mean? It's like Gotham. I need, I need to go to see sun. I need to see fucking god pause <laughs> i need to see that like beaches or yeah, something no, I, feel, I feel that i feel that yeah right. even being here already i feel like i need that um because we can get stuck in a room creating and not enjoying what's outside i i completely agree with you a thousand million percent mm-hmm. but yeah, sound directions um it, it's all about frequencies like just the way he did the cover art alone um that shows the frequency of the sound uh is balanced and healing um i have a video that i can send to you how they do that with salt um so they'll put salt on a on a flat surface and mm. play the sounds around it and the salt will, will automatically transform into a perfect circle the salt grinds the little bits of salt they all transform into a perfect circle together like wow you and then that's when you know the frequencies are 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 balanced and that's what sound directions is uh that's how you see that circle in the middle of mm-hmm. the cover mm-hmm. that means it's balanced and so that whole album is very healing madlib um has reached this state of where he's a, he's already created that super backpack hip hop or that or that um where he travels to like, for example, Brazil, Africa, he's, he's done all of the culture. Yeah. Which is yeah. He's done, he's done that quasi, the Quasimodo John. He's done, he's worked with Freddie Gibbs. He's done the gangster shit. You know, we got gangster Madlib. We yeah. got West Madlib. We got East Coast Madlib. We got Jamaican Madlib. Midwest we got Afri- Madlib. J- What's up? Midwest Madlib. Yes, we do. We have, we have him in, we have like come on he even does like he even does house music like, oh, he's he done, does. yeah yeah he, he's a whole like he, he he's like genre less like he has he basically did he even did rock music the rock conductor, that was about like, I, that was on the top of my head i was like he did something else but he did do the rock conductor shit right. too so he fucked with everything um and even chanting like chanting music like he's done mm-hmm. and i feel graduated to the state of mind where he wants to be a healing force like because he's 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 so i mean i feel he's always kind of been into that being that he's such a sunra fan yeah so sunra is very healing outer space type of uh, of vibe outer body experience type of vibe and so i've always felt that from madlib anyways but i feel like with this uh sound direction he took it there on his own um just to kind of give us more intelligence with music, if I want to put it more clear. Mm-hmm. And then you put all that in your mix. That's yeah, dope. I, I yeah, learning from him and 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 through all of the all of the stuff I went through, um, 
during COVID definitely changed my perspective on on mental health. Um, so that, you know, it's such a taboo subject. You know, people automatically label you as crazy, as Kanye would say. Um, mm. Or dismiss what you have to say, as Kanye would say. Um, I know he has um, some other areas that I may not agree with, but for the most part, as far as mental health, I can totally understand him because, you know, the first thing they'll do is give you a pill or, or say you're not, mm-hmm. uh, or say that you're not equipped to do the job. Basically they, they try to put a handicap on you for whatever reason. When in reality, you just need to calm and heal and meditate and relax. And so music is one of the best sources, sound, sound altogether. Sound. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes no music is music. Right. And the, the frequency they got now, though, what I get out of it, because I, I ain't going front. I listen to some, I listen to at least half of the new stuff that comes with these kids just to know yeah. what time it is. And as for right. me to call myself a purist, I have to still stick to what the culture gives me. Right. I'm, I can't go backwards all the time. As for ear wise. Right. But the frequency is so dangerous. And I can hear oh, it. Because it gets me some, hype. It's like audio it, coke. Yeah, that's it. That's what I meant by a bad hype. When I when I mentioned that I want to give you a happy hype, not a angry hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets you there's there are some some you know, artists out there making certain music that makes my chest feel tight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why am I feeling this? I gotta change it. And as soon as I like switch it to something that's more I'm not going to say relaxing but just something that's more positive or mm-hmm. or has a different intention I guess there's definitely intentions in the music like you could either feel sexy happy sad mad all that shit right yeah I don't want to feel mad and I don't want to feel sad per se I don't I don't like it that's why jazz is always key it's the shit, yo. Like, that's what I'm on right now. You see? Like, I, I literally spent all my money on this whole Jazz is Dead fucking collection. I'm like, damn, man, what the fuck? See? Like, <laughs> best yeah. investment, though. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jazz is Dead, of Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed. I think they're excellence. Man, look, that's the well put together band duo, whatever you want to call it, ever. Those two minds together. Alicia Muhammad, I don't care what anybody say, he was some type of brains behind Tribe, even if he just gave Q-Tip the records. Oh, absolutely, a thousand percent. And people don't know, like, the real backstories behind Mm -hmm. anything. I just believe that he's the type of gentleman that does rather not speak on it too much because of just of how great of a person he is. All four of them were spirits of that group. Uh, it's my favorite exactly. group ever. Uh, it's my yeah, favorite my... group ever. <laughs> my favorite too. Like, what do you want me to say? Tribe, <laughs> Cube, I mean Cube, NWA is my second favorite group. But um, Q-Tip, Fife, Alishi, Muhammad, and Jerobi. Shout out to Jerobi because he always showed Shout me love. Yo, for real. He's always. so nice, right? It's my favorite group ever. My favorite. I, and I think it's funny that we've always connected, being that we're both questers and we're both like hardcore into Stone's throw 
back when everybody oh, was on the list. God. Stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, right? Right? Like, uh, I know things have changed now. Stone's Throw doesn't have the same uh, artists on there anymore, but nevertheless, you got to give them their credit, man. Man, look. It's Peanut a, Butter Wolf. Stone's Throw, when I heard Stone's Throw, like, really got, well, I got in the loop pack. And then Quasimodo, right. like, I got into, yeah. and wait a minute, I heard Average first. You're right. I heard Average first. Me too. Me too. That's what got me into the whole thing. When I heard Average, it actually came out, like, I didn't have cable, and I had this weird, um, I think it was, like, Channel 22 out here in LA, and, mm-hmm. like, around midnight, they'll, like, showcase, like, 10 videos. It was, wow. like, an unknown channel uh program and that's where they played that video and i lost my shit man i used to pirate i used to go to um undergroundhiphop.com back in the day and just pirate (laughs) every song and when um when i first heard it was like one of the underground songs that i will play with jay-z i i was listening to jay-z heavy at that time and, yeah, but average would be a song I would just play. I'm like, average, definitely one for the books. I think it's one of the best ever. The whole, so hip hop. Like, what the fuck? Kazi did his shit. Shout out to Kazi, man. Mm-hmm. That early Madlib, er, Kazi, motherfucking um Dudley Perkins. Um, for real. He, he was the claim then. Um, those shits, yo. It made me as a producer up and coming because I was an up and coming producer at that time. It was like it was cool to be original with sound. You didn't have See, to I can go down. Yeah. It was crazy. You know what's funny? Um, that you mentioned like all the cats that were essentially the C D P assassins. Like you mm-hmm. got Ono, you got Madlib, you had um Declaim, you have um uh, DJ Rome's right. Well, no, uh, DJ Rome's. He was Luke Pack. Pardon me. You have uh, uh, Wild Child. Patrick, Wild Child. Well, yeah, I guess might as well stick them in there. Luke Pack. I mean, what Wild Child, DJ Rome's. Um, these all these cats come from the Ox. Right. I'm right. missing somebody. I feel like I'm missing somebody else that I didn't say, and I'm completely upset. But wait a minute, it was Kazi. It was uh, Declaim, Mad Lib. Got uh, Can't Kick. Can't Kick. Uh huh. I ain't getting to Can't Kick until like a couple years after that, when people when people was talking about Mad Lib. Mad, he was the father of the Mad Lib style, and I'm like, no, Can't Kick is a different beast. Mad Lib, is a, they're two different beasts. And I refuse to compare them uh, or or make. You know, Madlib has a lot of love for Kanky, by the way. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I believe but, uh, it. Yeah, it's a different, it's a different style and beast. Like you, you just, yeah, no. The you Dilla, know, they're both. The Dilla Madlib conversation, though, that's a different one. That's a different yeah, one. Yeah, a whole other podcast. Yeah, because I'm like, that's one A, one B. It's whatever sad a bit I wake up. Like Dilla's my favorite. I can wake up the next day and be like Madlib's my favorite. It will never change. Oh, that's the that's the struggle. I have the same struggle, you know, because I I really love Dilla. Although I got I got into Dilla through Madlib. Oh wow! See, I was a yeah. Dilla stan way before that. Like I will never forget 
this dude would just do remixes this wavy wavy right during the trauma era like this dude that's, was that's right. a whole other shit like yo like when i found out because back then i didn't have access to like youtube and apps and shazam okay. and all shit we have now like back then i was literally on a fucking hewlett packard computer i i was on fucking what do you call that internet what was it called before that aol I was on AOL. Like, come on, man. Like, I like in order for me to know about who was featured, where I had to go record digging and actually doing my homework. You know what I mean? But when yeah. I found out Dilla was in that tribe, I was like, what? <laughs> and oh, actually, actually, I didn't even know he was involved with the Far Side during that time because I didn't oh. know. I didn't you know. I was I was so young. That was his greatest piece of work. Like the best, and then. When I when I think about it all now, I'm like, shit. I've been his. I've been a fan of Dilla forever. Like, like, if before Madlib, if anything. Now that I really think about it, but because of the music I was already enjoying, not knowing did it. Oh, oh. Before we go, oh, yeah. I'm gonna ask you two top three questions. I think okay. I'm gonna just go to producers first because we're talking about producers. Okay. And if you say Madlib Dilla. As your number one at as one, I can understand. What is your <laughs> top three favorite producers? Um, Q Tip. Um, mm. Yeah, we got to put Q Tip there, man, because I'm a I'm a quester. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna count Madlib and Dilla as one, okay? Because you're fucking me up. You don't yeah. let me. <laughs> yeah, you can. You're allowed. You're allowed. They're the same to me. There's some. Uh, I want to say early Rizza, but I'm also really having a difficult time because I'm, you know, I really love Premiere too. So having a very difficult time. Early Rizza. Oh, oh. You know what I'm saying? He <laughs> was a crazy man at that time. Okay. Early Rizza. That's not the shit. Come on, man. Early RZA. <laughs> nobody was fucking with him during that time. That no, might, nobody. Ooh, that might change my top three. That See would what I'm, change. Like, I fuck myself up all the time too, man. Like trust, like I'm like fuck. And man, I would I? put Primo away. See, I See, get, See, I got Pete that's, Rock in there. Struggle. It's always that's why when I did that versus it was so perfect for me because that's the struggle I've been having. Mm. Rizza versus Premier. You know what I mean? Mm. That's why that's so meaningful to me. See how it all comes down and it makes sense? Like it all circles down. Isn't that weird? That's fucking <laughs> my head up. Because I never <laughs> think of early Rizza. Like I never just take him as like, you know what? The Wu Tag was up to Wu Tag forever. Everything else was just everything else solo acts that had nothing to do with rizza after all the ghostface albums had nothing to do right. with rizza <laughs> so it was like all right but <laughs> the early rizza that made that made my other two that was in my list nah nah nobody was making it's shit very like hard. RZA. influenced a lot like if you think about it like i'm about to become an early rizza stan <laughs> Thank you, Nans. Damn. You're, You're so funny. I cannot with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's where we stand. 
Mm. I need to make a shirt called the Early Rizzo T-shirt. <laughs> yes. Yes. It'll be the uh, Triumph video with a bunch of bees around him. Yeah. Ooh. 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 That was his last hard beat. Ooh. That Triumph beat. Was, oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> your top three artists. Dead or alive. Cause what kind of artist are you speaking of? Artists. Artists as in draw. Artists as okay. an illustrator. Graffiti. I don't care what it is. It has to be visual. Okay. Um, um what's his name? Um Okay, I'm gonna go with the more modern one first. Um okay. I'm gonna go with cause simply because he made me feel like I could do this too because he's more modern and mm. he created a very simple piece to now where he's like loved and known by everyone especially I would say like Pharrell and everybody yeah. Taz, WS, he, was a, he was a graffiti artist first and um, he would mob like a lot of like the high-end posters out in Rodeo Drive or all the upscale areas. And he would take out those posters out of the glass windows and he would stick his in, his artwork inside it. That's how he would mob uh, the streets wow. rather than tagging. It was incredible. And now he's like extremely popular, K-A-W-S. I don't know if you've heard of him, but... Um, no, nah, but I'm going to definitely look him up. I mean, put it like this. Westside Gun owns probably every fucking doll he's ever made. Mm. <laughs> You know, uh, he, it. He, he also drew that, uh, um, uh, the 808, and, uh, what was the name of that song, by, the uh, album by Kanye, 808 and Heartbeats? 808 Heartbreaks, yeah, yeah. Heart, heartbeats, what the fuck, Heartbreaks, um, pardon me, I'm like losing my brain cells sometimes. Uh, he created that artwork of oh, see. heart with the two little hands. That, yeah. That. That he created dope. that. That was dope. Wow. Um, my next one would be Basquiat because of the fact that he reminds me a lot of myself and various other artists. Like he, uh, he DJed, he partied, he, his whole story is so like, like, yo, I'm going through that right now type of thing. Like I really love Basquiat and I love how he, how his artwork is, to the person that doesn't know art, it looks simple, but it's mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of um, emotion in his artwork, and I think that's what makes it powerful. Um, so he definitely is one of them. And um, I love, wow, that my third one, I'm going to have to go with, um, what is his name? Toki, no, Took, uh, fuck. What is his? He also did the artwork for Kanye. Um, oh, did, um, did he do the graduation cover? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he's a beast. What is fucking name? Like, what the? I fuck? don't know his like, name, but you say he worked for Kanye, and he said, talk, "I first thing I thought about was modern anime, and that I don't know the name either." But look, not, up, I know. I'm just having a complete art block, and I'm. So Takashi Murakami is his name. Thank okay. goodness. I okay. Lord. 
Woo. That's me. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look here. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure. I've been trying to get you to just talk. Because everybody they want to talk and they're not talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. people don't care about the inspiration. People don't care about grinding. People don't, like, you was dropping a lot of game all through the pod. Like, you was talking about marketing and didn't even know you was talking about marketing. Like, you're about your art. And I right. respect that a lot. And I've been trying to get you on here just to just, like, Nancy, people need to hear your voice. Thank people you. need to, like, I got people listening and then I know you're going to post and people going to listen period. And like, well, no, you know, sometimes I'd be getting old. No, not a lot of love. I get views though, but I get, I get views. But and that's I'm like, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't help being who you are. You know what I mean? Like you're a promoter, you're a grinder. And then I, sometimes I'm like, man, look. And when I got into the podcast and shit, it was just like, I got to find a way for Nancy just to be heard. And if Aww. they hear her, they're going to just learn a lot of shit and their mouth's going to drop. And they got to respect her as the artist. Fuck everything else. Oh, thank you, Shade. Oh, my gosh. You're so sweet. Yeah. You're an artist. You're, you're hip hop. Each one, teach one. And I know that was a way that I can get you to do that without all the jokey jokes and, ah, and all that and talk about <laughs> image and all no nah, man look are y'all seeing what she doing y'all looking at right. her are y'all seeing what she doing right are you paying attention <laughs> right like like yo like I said before you was on your shit since day one to this day no yeah. other artists sent their portfolio to me. And I know a lot of artists. Really? To this day. Wow. I can't believe people are like, don't do that. You're on your shit <laughs> since day one. And that was back in 2000 and what? Four, five. It was before that. It was early. It was three. It was... I don't know. Maybe 2004. Maybe you're right. Yeah, it was early in the game. It was early, yeah. Early in the game. Like Damn, I've been for a while, huh? Yeah. So I don't man, it was a pleasure. I'm I'm glad. I'm so glad that I got pleasure. you on here. I'm so glad. Man. Thank you. Thank you for having me and letting me um uh speak a little bit of what I've done and what I have to bring to this game. Right. You're definitely hip-hop and i always call you illy most because that was the top respect name when i was growing up back in the day Ooh, illy most that's illy most like out of all the people i know you're the one that i'm just like man she be grinding yo <laughs> i wish i could grind like that how do and i just be looking like she's grinding and i'm glad you're on my team i'm glad i'm part of your oh, team whatever forever. You, I, whatever you need from me I got you I'm a text phone call away you oh, dope you, <laughs> I mean, um, same here you already know yeah man 
But I'm going to get out of here. Yo, Pittsburgh to L.A. Yeah. It's always some Midwest, West Coast shit. Mad love to you and your and your podcast and all your music because, you know, just because we get along don't mean I'm just going to automatically like, oh, yeah, your music's great. You know how I am. Oh, man. yeah, I know. I know. You're a snob. <laughs> You're a big snob. Sit, but I will say that um, I really enjoy your music, your beats, the way you put it together. And clearly you were raised by the greatest. And uh, I'm very happy to have you on me, myself and I. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, we gotta get out of here. We're out. We gotta get All right, peace. Peace.